Yeah, we're making power moves, rocking a Detroit groove to some American dudes out making power moves. Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan. Welcome to the Power Moves P Mail bag guys we got new merch up at powermoveswithmikeburns.com we got new lady tanks for the lady daddies we got the new live tee which is fucking awesome and you get 10 percent off and free shipping for the fourth uh it's obviously past the fourth but i'm gonna leave it that way until friday so do not delay also brooks is joining me b dubs Yes, I am. I'm Good right news. Here. We're up to 413 five-star reviews. That's, wow. It fucking I mean, rocks. That's a, that's, a, that's a bunch. It's a big, that's a big bump. People have been going to the Apple stores and just hitting subscribe and like on whatever, all the Whatever gets the job done, baby. Whatever gets the job done. That's all that's important. Hey, let's get a grand. We all deserve it. And I want to thank all the daddies paying dues on Patreon. One of my goals is try to expand that with more giveaways, more written pieces. We're going to add video when I get to 300. For just the cost of buying me one beer a month, that helps support all 12 monthly shows and everything else brooks i also found a whole stack of roadhouse pain still don't hurt scripts that i thought that i thought i mailed them all out Great. but i made extra and i have them in an envelope box and i was like holy shit i have all these so if you want one of those and you want to be a patreon member you're getting one yeah they're, they're very funny and very cool brooks anheuser bush sent me a box of natural uh Light Natty Natterdays swag. Did. They did, sent me some socks. Did they really? Yeah, they sent did, me. Did you put? Did you put post tips? Yeah, they're on my Instagram. I'm looking right now. They sent me a. a they sent me a Hawaiian shirt, which Hold, fucking rules. Wait, how, who did this? How did this happen? I want to start. One of the daddies who works at Anheuser Busch. Oh, amazing! I got these dope socks. I got. Oh wow! A hat. I got a T-shirt. I'm looking. I'm looking at your personal gram. Uh, is a power moves uh, with um, power moves podcast. Okay, Insta. okay. I follow it. Uh, yeah, oh but- my god! <laughs> yes, I didn't know. And it's very cool stuff. Whoa! They all got flamingos on Are it. Are you and shit. serious? Yeah. Oh my god! Squeaky wheel gets the grease. Jesus! I mean, I want Natterday stuff. Hey man. Pop it off on your uh, on entry level. On oh, entry boy, level. I gotta start. Yeah, man, maybe I should stop bashing companies. Right, I'm not gonna get. I'm not. They're not gonna sponsor me. They got to go through lawyers and shit. But I, I, I mean, this, I'm, is, I'm, this I'm, is all. This is made. It, this is worth everything. Check out those socks, though. Those socks are money. Well, here's the thing. I got a dozen of those uh, Natterdays koozies. I'm gonna give those out uh, to Patreon members. I'm gonna do a drawing. Fantastic. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pass along. This is great. The satisfaction. Great. That way, Patreon. Uh, Natterdays drinkers and I know the daddies fucking love Natterdays and I can't stop it no matter whether I get paid for it or not now they can drink Natterdays out of uh, Natterdays koozie so it's Natterdays inside Natterdays outside pretty fucking dope right it's great all right let's get into it man I got a little something from uh, daddy JD uh, he says I just got done walking my dog listening to the after dark episode with gnarly Zach and was dying laughing uh, gnarly Zach will be uh, I believe on the uh, flagship show this week uh, he says, I re- recently watched an ICP documentary where juggalos were featured, so that was a real treat. Oh, can I give everybody a, a, um, a must watch? Uh, it's really fun. It's called American Juggalo. Yes, that's that what, what he's, he's talking, talking about. about. Oh, yes. it's the best. If it's you the, haven't seen it. It's like a 20-minute, really well-shot night at the gathering of the juggalos. And it's... I'm going to open up. I'm going to... We, we just... You know what? Um, this is, I'm going to crack a beer. Brooks is going to get a beer. You you can explain why. I'll tell you why. You can explain why I deserve to have a beer now. All right. What happened? I have a water here. I was going to do sit ups. Now I'm going to drink a beer. We rarely, we rarely make like fuck up mistakes in production. Uh, Brooks, neither Brooks nor myself. Uh, So 
we're in the middle of talking about ICP and I, uh, my memory card in the uh, machine here got, was full. So it cut off and it stopped recording. So then I had to take Brooks's card and toss it in. And then we continued on with the show for a good 10 minutes. And, uh, I didn't hit uh, record. I just had... was longer than 10 minutes. Was it really? It's, it's all good. Who cares, man? I just, <laughs> It's fine. Well, now you got an excuse to drink a beer. I mean, I got I got to do a lot of stuff today, so I can't get... I, I, but I'm going to have a beer right now. All right. So... Uh, the, I fell asleep on top of my covers last night. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I was not even drunk. Like, I got a text from Gabrielle. She was like, why didn't you text me back? I had, like... It was her text that she sent was at 9.45, and I was already asleep. Yeah, it'll it was happen. from trivia night. Like, I just went to trivia, then I came home, and I watched real sports, and then I now I got into um, reading Game of Thrones while I have the map pulled up uh, uh-huh. on, my, on my computer. So she's like, I came in and just saw you on top of the covers with a Game of Thrones book on your chest, and then a map of Game of Thrones it, it next like to a, you. Like a little kid who got all his toys out yeah. and then exhausted himself. Yeah, it's exact. I mean, yeah. So, and then also, she's like, also, I knew you were actually tired because there was a full beer next to you. <laughs> yeah, that's how I know I didn't do anything bad. Is when I fall asleep with like a full glass of wine yeah, or a full I, beer. I'm like, oh, I, I was got, just tired and I went got to bed. Six, I got a six pack on the way home. I drank two of them. Yeah, well, the, you're being healthy. Looking good. Sure, sure. All right, but let's, okay. So, All right, so we're talking about the ICP documentary. The, uh, the Check ju- out American Juggalo. You got to see it. You got to see it. Uh, he also writes, thanks for keeping me entertained while I drink a cold one and an Nalgene and scoop up dog poo. Uh, Brooks is drinking a beer out of a, gla- out of a bottle, but also has an Nalgene of water, so it's kind of the combo platter. Also, yeah. I understand, like, me and you just go outside and drink a fucking beer, walk down the streets. Some oh. people have, uh, like, a neighborhood with neighbors, and you, you can't just walk your dog with a brewski, or they're like, that guy's a degenerate who um, lives down the street. 100%. Can I tell you what I was going to... Uh, can Before we get into this week's episode, I have some exciting news for you. Mm. Um, so, on the 4th of July, our friend Cornell had a party, and we all took mushrooms. And it's very fun. It's kind of like a tradition. We take mushrooms on the 4th of July. Yeah, I used to always take them on the 4th. Yeah, and then we go, we swim in Cornell's pool. And he's he's up in this, he's up on the hill. So you get to look out at all the fireworks. It's really fun. Yeah. Like you'd see Dodgers fireworks. You'd see Rose Bowl fireworks. It's so much fun. And I am on mushrooms. And I'm having the best time ever. I love being on mushrooms. I just am like smiling, giggly. Also, but, it was a weird day because we had that giant earthquake. And the earthquake, yes, the earthquake did happen. So either way, and I was up in my in my little loft, my bed loft. It was scary. It was with those twenty foot ceilings, Brooks. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that place was moving. Yeah, I had just gotten back from camping. My TV I, almost fell over. I was so steamed. Oh, that would have been terrible. Oh boy, I took all the tapes down um, in case there was aftershocks. Either way, I'm on mushrooms. I'm having a lot of fun at my friend Cornell's, and then Jeremy Burke comes, and Burke is a great guy. But he is notorious for, I have a better party. Uh, so right. he's like, I got a better party. We're at. So he's a socialite. He, he, we're at, so we are at Cornell's. I'm going to fast forward. I'm on mushrooms. He gets like an Uber XL. Like 
11 of us pile in. I ride up front. I have a very different experience. I'm just tripping balls with this driver. Like, not, you know, not, not too much mushrooms, but enough mushrooms for I'm just giggling and trying to, like, talk to the driver. Sure. Probably making zero sense. Then we pull up to a place in Echo Park. We get out. And I go, oh, this is, like, where Burns and uh, Brido and uh, Holmes used to live. Then we start walking. I go, are we going upstairs? It was <laughs> in your old apartment. Oh, are you serious? So I'm on mushrooms. That's where Mary, in the, Mary lives there. In the Mike's apartment. Just being like, oh my god, that's so bizarre. No one cares at all. Yeah, I am trying to tell the people who would have blown like, my mind. I'm like, I used to do break dancing on this thing. <laughs> I found out I was banned off midnight. Oh, I got banned off a TV show while I was sleeping on that couch right there. Yeah, we got wild in that apartment. Yeah, that yeah. was like a party house. Uh, and then, and then I was like, we were up on the thing. We went up to, on your roof and looked at Echo Park Lake. I was like, I remember when they were building this. I used That's to like so fucking yeah, weird, man. I, I made on the drugs, girl. and now you're at my old apartment. Yeah, and I'm and on mushrooms, and it looks different. It's, I told- it's remodeled. I told Gabs, I was like, we got to get out of here right now. Yeah, that, 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 I left. that I would feel, to... it would feel weird. It was, yeah. It was also just like, there's a, there's a stranger in this house basically being like, I used to live here <laughs> and no one cared. Um, either way, it was a very fun 4th of July. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And I, 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 but you know, when you're like, here's also what I like about mushrooms. I'm not, I'm not tweeting. I'm not, I'm not texting. I'm not calling anyone on mushrooms. Like I was like, I should take a photo and send it to Burns, but I'm like, no way I'm going to figure out how my phone works. Right now. <laughs> Press the banana to send it to yeah. space. <laughs> I'm like, no way, man. I don't even know. I'm not, this might not even be their apartment. Daddy JD, JD also asked, uh, I had a question. Do you know many Southern folks? Yes. And I mean, Rich O'Toole and then the whole extension extended Texas family from that. Yeah. Um, and if so, do you Jenny Johnson, who's yes. going to be on my podcast? Yes, absolutely. Uh, good, good people. Do you know, notice any similarities in the South and Midwest? And yeah, for sure, man, we talked about how much we like Texas. I think Texas is upside down Michigan, right? Except just different types of weather, but it's very, very similar in I people like, yeah. and, uh, and, uh, the way that people treat each other with niceness, the hospitality, I love the West friendliness Texas. of Midwest. And yes, there, there is, you love Midwest, West, Texas. West Texas. Yes. Like Austin is one of my favorites. I'll be there at Cap City Comedy, August 2nd and 3rd. Come to those shows. Very But I, I think I will like extend my trip around Austin a little bit. Like sure. go out on like Thursday, come back on like on Monday. Because West Texas is fucking fun. You got like Big Ben National Park and shit like that. Also, if you have any suggestions on uh, cool nature places in Texas, uh, tweet them at me. I'd love to go to check them out. Yeah, I'll, uh, you know, I've been to Marfa. I've camped in Marfa. People talk trash on like Texas, and I, and I've had it happen on on Twitter at least, when I've had people, and I'm like, that's not fair. That's not fucking fair. Everyone there's you can't just toss everyone in the same fucking pile. That's the same stereotyping that that uh, gets called out all the time. Texas rules. Texas is great. I've learned that every state. You ever see Friday Night Lights? Except there you go. It's awesome. The only state I'm not crazy about is Iowa. And I feel like I've (laughs) earned that right. Uh, I did. See, I still like Michigan, but I hate a lot of the shit that goes on. Well, I'm just like, I spent 22 years in Iowa. And I think that's enough. uh, I think that that gave me enough of a taste that I can be like, not for me. Um, (laughs) I do love Johnson County, which is Iowa City. And I've heard Des Moines getting cool, but. 
as a person who loves nature, there's no national parks there. There's no, you, there's not close to any mountains. Not, it's right. like as far away as you can be from fucking cool shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. it's so. Yeah, it's like Michigan's hours. got all kinds of parks and lakes. Yeah, it's, and you're shit. close to the lakes. Minnesota has lakes. Sand Missouri, dunes. Missouri has like fun hills. Iowa is just farmland. I like, Iowa is Nebraska, but at least Nebraska touches Wyoming. Like, at least it's like attainable to get to fucking Yellowstone. Iowa, that's like a fucking 18 hour drive. It's just as far from all the stuff I like. Yeah. Except for my family. They live there and they're very nice and I love them. So, besides my family, not nuts about Iowa. I don't think there's a reason to go. There's your answer. (laughs) Daddy JD. Daddy JD, also shout out, is a loyal Patreon member and I appreciate that. Uh, We have a new weekly segment and. It doesn't have to be every week, but it was suggested from Lady Daddy Hannah, who sent this in. Dive Bar of the Week, Brooks. Very I like exciting. This. I, this is very exciting. We've already done it. Yes. Uh, but we're, we're going to do it recording. again. No. So we're going to do it again, and we're going to give it our best shot to be as enthusiastic as we were last time. I think maybe it'll have a little more clarity this time. It'll go smoother. I won't be spending half the time on my phone looking up photos of it. Correct. You've already seen them. Because this place... Okay, just go. Give us give us her review. Lady Dana. Also explain that people, you we'd love to make this a weekly segment. So pick out your favorite dive bar and send it in. And we're going to make like a, hopefully a Power Moves like destination booklet. Mm, I like that. Yeah, that'd and be send fun. The, and send the link. Send the link to the Yelp when you send it Ooh, in. Ooh, please. I appreciate that. Ooh, should I look up the Yelp of this place real quick? See how many um, stars it has? Yeah, you can look it up. Okay. I'll read and you look up stuff, Brooks. You got it. That's usually what happens anyway. Oh, we got a 3.5 rating. That's not bad. Price under $10. Wow. I'm going to get into it. She writes, after listening to the description of the Kit Kat Club, I thought I'd dive in and tell you about my personal favorite dive bar. I think it might tickle a certain fancy for listeners looking for an equivalent in the Seattle area. So if you're in Seattle, this is your place to go, man. This This is a Power Moves approved dive bar. I live in North Seattle, one of the last affordable neighborhoods with decent nightlife and reliable public transit. (laughs) This has made the neighborhood a great mix of women with short bangs and nose piercings. Me, alcoholics who lived there since the 80s. Holy shit. I just showed Burns a photo from inside this place. I want to go there. It looks so (laughs) dope. It's a lady with with uh, like bleached hair. Uh, bangs giving a, a rock and roll sign while slamming a beer. There's alcoholics who've lived here since the 80s. Probably her name worked, is Gutter Slut. Probably worked for <laughs> Boeing. At her number, point. her name on the Yelp is Gutter Slut. Oh my God. Gutter Slut is hanging out there. You know this place is good. And there's tech employees with kids who aren't ready that's to move what to she, the suburbs. Yet. I also want to clarify she called herself that. Yes. That's that's, fine. No, no, that's her name. She's, take, it's like a wrestler take name. Take it back. Take it back. It's like not Hulk Hogan. It's, it's Gutter Slut. Oh, so funny. Uh, kids who uh, aren't ready to move to the sub. Oh yeah! Oh my God! No, I'm sorry. This this guy says cheap drinks. Brain into mush. Cheap drinks and an even cheaper comp. Cheap drinks. Cheap drinks and even cheaper company. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Tech employees with kids who aren't ready to move to the suburbs yet. They work at Amazon and are capital S sad. (laughs) This beautiful storm of people all show up at one of the weirdest institutions in the Seattle area. Baranov, Baranov, as we've decided to uh, pronounce it, on Greenwood Avenue. This bar opens at 6 a.m. and operates until 2 a.m. and is open every day of the year. Yeah, (laughs) this is great. They have a 14-hour happy hour, which makes the well drinks always $4. Yeah. (laughs) There's nightly karaoke, a topless mermaid painting in the women's bathroom, and plaques on the bar commemorating people who probably died at the bar. (laughs) 
one of which states Tom Peterson, Dick Oldemar, cheers, rest in peace. So there's two guys who died at this bar who are commemorated. You go there for breakfast, and I'm guessing that's a liquid breakfast, and it's packed with old timers, including a couple of uh, the signature oxygen tank electric scooter combo people getting loaded on $4 screwdrivers that are just a little too clear for comfort. And uh, Seattle is a city notorious for overpouring. This is great. That's, uh, That's some dirt dog shit right there. Things witnessed in this bar on a typical Saturday night. Sandra, I wonder if she knows gutter slut. Probably. I, yeah. I guarantee you Sandra knows gutter slut. A uh, 40-something-year-old woman taking her new fake boobs out for a spin and her husband, Dan, in camo shorts and a Seahawks jersey, capitalized, really feeling them up. Ooh, you got to take them for a spin. Look at these beauties. A testy. Nothing says class like a football jersey and camo shorts. The shorts-football jersey combo is such a classic. That's an ICP look, Brooks. There's a dude almost sleeping at the bar, and then the one bartender on staff passing it off is just his midday slump. Yep. You know it's a real fucking dive bar when uh, the employees don't care if you sleep there. Uh, dude's losing their shit the minute someone attempts to do jump around on karaoke. Like, that's the highlight of the evening. And a gambling addiction being supported by the unconditional love of pull tabs. Some guy will unload on you his entire life story and how one of his buds from the packing plant just died. I've gotten far too many unsolicited hugs from the same guy who probably doesn't remember the last time he recounted this death to me. So he's always telling the story as if his buddy just died, but who knows how many years this has gone on for. I mean, this place sounds like a fucking nightmare to work at, mm-hmm. but a great place to go. Absolutely. So my, my heart goes out to anyone who works here. But uh, but I will be you will I will you will get my patronage. <laughs> really looking forward to the weekend, you guys, because a Friday night at Baranov is exactly what everyone needs. It's called. Thank a, you, Lady Daddy Hannah. That's beautiful. It's, it's called Knoffs. That's what it's called to the locals. Knoffs. Yeah, you, I like we, that. We head down to Knoffs. You want to meet up at Knoffs for breakfast? Oh, I love it. Yeah, it gets me all going, Brooks. Yeah, <laughs> Knoffs sounds fucking great. Uh, here's one review real quick. Myself and three friends went to the Greenwood Car Show on Saturday, June 29th, and decided this is eight days ago, and decided to stop at at Baranoff's for breakfast. The service was very slow and the servers were not pleasant at all. When our food finally <laughs> arrived, it was a disaster. Well, sure. The food was absolutely disgusting. It tasted like some type of chemicals. We left the restaurant feeling sick and instantly ran straight to the restrooms. The men's bathroom were, men's bathroom were disgusting as well. This restaurant should be reported to the Department of Labor and Industries Health and Safety Board. I was forced to leave a one-star review in order to post this, but it is not deserving of this dump. You should, you, you should be reported to shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, tell you what, Carol W., Beat it. you dumb bitch. Ooh. Fucking going to Greenwood, <laughs> Greenwood Car Show, and you're leaving reviews on dive bar the breakfasts. You sound like a nightmare. Get out of here. Mm, terrible. I'm going to leave a review of you. Yeah. Zero stars. Zero stars. I'll throw up on you. Yeah. Also, you don't know what you're fucking doing. You don't order food there. You, you don't, don't go to Knopf's for food. You go to Knopf's for $4 screwdrivers. It sounds like you want to be at a fucking Denny's. Go yeah. to a Denny's. Go to Denny's, Carol. Carol W. This is from Daddy Garrick. The other day you said you love quick stories. I've got one. 15 years ago, I managed a GameStop retail location in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Woo, woo. One day, some guy looking like Seth Green on meth bursts into my store, runs up to the register, and slams a plastic bag on the counter. In one semi-coherent burst, he shouts, How much you give me for this? 
Without touching, I look in the bag and see an N64, some games, and a few controllers all covered in fresh blood smears. Oh, my God. So he, like, stabbed <laughs> yeah, these For an N64. Okay. I can't take any of this, I say with my hands up, backing away from the bag. Without another word, dude grabs his bag and sprints out of the store, never to be seen again. No joke, this entire thing lasted 15 seconds. Love the show. P.S. If you're wondering, without blood, this stuff would be worth something like 25 bucks in store credit mm-hmm. or $15 in cash. Man, I would love an N64 and some games for 25 bucks, man. Yeah, no, I, I remember I went, after my arrest, uh, <laughs> I had to sell all my stuff. After my arrest. After my arrest when I was 20. uh, Uh, Public intox, which I swear to God, if anyone can find my mug shot, it said Johnson. It was in Johnson County, Iowa. I want to see it. And and, uh, uh, on Halloween of uh, 2006, because I would have been 20. Yes. Public intox Uh, is such bullshit. You can't be outside and drunk. That's the safest place to be. I wasn't even making a ruckus. I just jogged past a crime scene. Baloney. Uh, Either way, we've talked about it before. I'd love to see that mug Sounds like that. Anybody can Carol S probably has a problem with uh, public intoxication. Well, I also got interference with official acts on account of I got away, Uh, (laughs) but then got lost. It was before phone. It was was before maps. I'm lost as shit. I had to call my friend to open up a fucking phone book to get get out the map of Iowa City and be like, I'm at this corner. Right. Either way. Um, uh, I had to sell all of my little uh, my game, my Game Boy Advance. Oh, your nice stuff. Got to go Two. I think I had a Dreamcast. It was really wow, every Dreamcast DVD, every DVD possible, and I came out because it was seven hundred bucks for mm, all that. Mm, that hurts. Yeah, it makes you sad. Oh man, my room was devastated. Like I remember being like, I wonder if I can get anything for this Pearl Jam poster. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, it was bad. But ultimately, that's what led to me starting to tutor engineering, which led to me um, learning. Uh, I would tutor the classes I was in. Yeah. Uh, so I would be like the teacher's like bitch. Yes. Uh, and they'd be like, if you need help, go to Brooks uh, because it paid. And that's how I fucking got through college. Yeah. So the arrest led directly to me having to know school. Getting through college. Yeah. But sadly, I mean, college or N64 in a dream. True, true, true. Like yeah. Toss up. Yeah. I became like the chemistry guy. Like if you needed chemistry, I taught everybody chemistry. All right. We got two more stories. Let's Sorry. Go. I just got guys. No, 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 no. I love I like talking old vids. Canadian caper or American asshole over the border? Sup, longtime pod listener. Figured maybe it was time to hear a few of my tales. Might need to keep my name out of this story due to the illegal activities involved. (laughs) That's what I like to hear. Also, apologies to the lady daddies in advance for the behavior you are about to hear. He's sensitive, and I appreciate that. So, it's probably around 2001, suburban Michigan. Woo, woo! Me and my buds are on all around 19, 20 years old. I know this story is, is old, but tales of debauchery are like a fine wine. They never always get better with time. For those who are not accustomed to the Midwest and Michigan in specific, the legal drinking age in Canada is 19. I am very aware. And Canada was literally a drive over a bridge away from where we were located in Michigan. Uh, so, yeah, if you live in Michigan and you live and you live near the border, you fucking just scoot over there and hit the bar like a real grown up. It's dynamite. 
We were regular fixtures at Canadian bars through the ages of 19 to 20. And one bar in specific, before I get into this, I must educate listeners about some of the drinking policies our friendly neighbors to the north have. In America, strip clubs generally have a topless-only policy if they serve alcohol. If you go fully nude, you can BYOB, or they can just generally let you into the bar, conveniently located within walking distance, and have free readmission. In Canada, they go fully nude, and you get beer. See, well, it's a 19-year-old. That's a dream. Yeah, I've been to like three strip clubs and I have, I'm always, I get uncomfortable and then get too drunk and then just like <laughs> hang out in the parking lot. Oh uh, yeah, I've, I've probably only been to three too. So again, this is around uh, early 2001, pre 9-11 days. Never forget you guys. Yeah, you could just fucking Ooh, cruise actually, on into Canada. What? Shameless plug for my podcast, Entry Level. Brendan Jennings is one of the funniest interviews I've ever had. He's on this week. He was working at, want to talk about a September 11th story. He was working at Disney World in character as Eeyore when they're like, we're under attack. It's a dynamite story. It's insane. So he talks about how like Disney World never shuts down. So they're like, stay out there. We ain't shutting down. He's like, well, I don't give the milk have... away for E. Brooks. Yeah, what? You don't give the story away. Listen to it. It's really funny. Brendan Jennings is a really funny uh, interview and a really uh, amazing, weird September 11th story. So this is... Oh man, Sorry. Brooks, you're turning me into fucking mush. I apologize. I'll sit back. No, it's, it's okay. But then I, I'm in the middle of a sentence. I know, I know. I just got excited because Brendan's episode came out today, and I thought it was really funny. You could cross the bo- yeah. You definitely should check it out. You cross the border simply telling the agent you were American. I remember that. You just fucking cruise on through, and the U.S. dollar was strong. You could go to Canada with twenty dollars and have a killer time. So. A group of buddies and I pull up to our usual spot, a place called Studio 11, and we go in and make our way to the perv seats, the front row at the stage, our favorite spot. You know what? I don't think those are the perv seats. I think the perv seats are in the back. Yes. I think the front I think the front is where you pay, you because that's where you're putting money. You can't sit in the front and not right. pay, which I learned. You will give at least $1 per performance. I learned, because uh, in Iowa, you need to only be nine, 18 to get into strip clubs because it's BYOB. And after I got beat out of the state wrestling tournament, when I was a senior in high school, um, I went to the strip club with like my my other friends who got who got fucking one two oh and two'd uh, at the state tournament and we sat in the front row not knowing any etiquette and we didn't yeah, have any money. You, yeah, you can't do that. We didn't know that. Yeah, so you the, sit this, in the back perv. So the stripper like is like rips my shirt off and then like dug her nails into my back. Oh yeah, and, that'll like, happen. Gave me a real like a real rake. Uh-huh. Like scraped up my back. Yeah. But like there's still two days left in the state wrestling tournament and at our hotel that we're staying at there's a pool. I can't swim in it now. I got fucking Wolverine claws up my back and I can't be like, I was at the strip club last night. Right. That was a nightmare. We go in and make our way to the perv seats, which we just discussed and uh, proceed to order pitchers of ice cold Labatt blue. That is what I drink when I go to Canada, man. I fucking I drink it anytime. I'm, I, I drink it anytime I'm in Michigan. It's just fun. I, when I go, I'm going back to Michigan in a couple weeks. I guarantee you. Uh, one you're going the, back to Michigan? Yeah. One of the first things I buy is a 12 pack. What are you going to, who are you going to interview in Michigan? What are you going to do? I'm going to hang with the boys. So you're going to get any of those for guys our annu- the- for our annual queue. Yeah. I want to have one of them on. Oh, so fun. I think it'd be really exciting for That's- you to hear one of these buddies on. No, here. a thousand percent. Yes. No well, drinks are flowing and everything's pretty Proceeding as usual. Now, if you've ever gone to a strip club with a bunch of dudes, there's always that one friend who disappears soon after you arrive and goes to shoot his entire load (laughs) with one of the strippers in a private dance room for most of the night, only to appear towards the end of the night broke and in love. I have 
two friends that you know, Brooks. Yeah. I'm not going to name check them, but we go to One a One of their first club. names starts with I, J. I, <laughs> when, Am I wrong? When it's, but yeah, maybe, Brooks, maybe. When we with hit the, the fucking uh, strip club, they're gone, and you never see them for like hours. But at Jumbo's Clown Room, there's no private room. Not and we our other, our other friend, remember uh, yes. somebody's birthday, Yes, our friend, a friend of the podcast, just got a private lap dance, but it's not private at no jumbos. It's just a little seat off it's to the seat side. seat in the corner where he we just watched it, but being like, oh my oh, yeah. gosh. You can sit there and watch the horniness go down <laughs> up close, and oh. it's very uncomfortable. This, this P-mail edition is just making me want to be a degenerate. <laughs> I don't need this on my Mondays. I'm trying to start a week off right. We had one of those friends. Matt, we'll call him. So we're at the perv seats having a good old time, and out comes a stripper. We had all dubbed Pantera. That sounds a very cool name. Whoa, Pantera sounds rad as hell. The opposite of that Yelp reviewer. Yeah, Carol, beat it. She was in pre a primo babe and would come onto the stage to hardcore metal music. I like Pantera already. And would always do this move where she would flip upside down on the pole and then come crashing down with her stripper heels and make the loudest goddamn noise ever. It's jarring when they do that. She would also yeah. bring guys on the ben stage. Askren's face got destroyed. She would bring guys on stage and basically beat the shit out of them. <laughs> Everyone loved her, especially Matt. That's the thing. A lot of people think you just go to the strip club for boobs. No, I like the actual dancing. Some of those chicks do some wild shit that's fucking so physically challenging. They do great stuff. Just hanging by ankles from the top and they drop all the way down. It's so dangerous. It's and like, they catch themselves. It's like a circus. It's great. Um, Yeah. So Pantera finished, and soon after, Matt is nowhere to be found. Brooks. I have, you were there in Portland when we, because they have to serve food at every establishment. Yes. And we went to, I forget what it was called, uh, like the, the Magic City or something like that. Magic Garden. Magic Garden. That was on my, um, on my uh, strip club tour. That was, that was me and Brados had the strip club tour. Well, that's where I ordered, I was like, I'm hungry, I'll have the pizza. And then they just brought out... <laughs> They brought out cheesy bread. Yeah. And they go, we were out of sauce and pepperonis. Here you go. And I was like, what the fuck? I remember someone else got chicken soup there. I think it was like Nick Vatterot. Yeah. Got yeah. In the, in the divey strip club, oh, got a Bridgetown. bowl of chicken soup. Boy, we were spry young. Man, it was exciting. fun time. Bridgetown is a comedy festival in Portland that I think is done now. It is they done. Did, they did 10 years. And I it did was, five of them. It was so much mm -hmm. fun. Yep. It would ruin you for a week afterwards. Well, were you? Yes. Uh, I, I got to have a good time. Yeah. No, I, t I, there was a point, I got to the point where I stopped staying with all the other comics. I right. Like, you I would bring a, you would start to bring a date. So you would behave. I started bringing the women, not the women, like whoever I was dating at the Correct. time, I started going to festivals with them because not that I would cheat on them, but guess what? I don't, I don't get hammered in then in the in Kent Alterman's face who's the head of Comedy Central telling him what the what the fuck are you doing up here with me? like I don't need to be doing that the night continues I've done it the night continues on however Labatt Blue flowing like wine and everyone's having a good time now we took a couple vehicles because there were so many of us mine being one of them uh oh my Matt initially rode with me and as the night dwindled down some of us left and a few stayed to shut the studio down when it came time to leave, I looked around for Matt, didn't see him, but was with the other guys in my car, Brian and Justin. In my drunken state, I do not contone this behavior. This was pre-Uber days, daddies. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. If you're, it's, but uh, it's time to let that go. Do not drink and drive. No, don't drink and drive ever. But like, 
Look, man, it's happened. So I just figured Matt got. It's not fair to say, but it's like it has happened. It has happened. Uh, So I just figured Matt got a ride home with someone else. We leave the studio and get back to the borderline to get back into Michigan, and my Motorola Razor starts buzzing. It's Matt. I pick up in case to in line to cross the border. So this guy's MIA, and they're about to go back into Michigan. And I met with a, "Hey, where are you?" I respond saying, "At the border. Who are you with?" Matt goes, "I'm still at the strip club." Mind you, I'm in the line to get back to the U.S. Yeah, you can't fucking get out. I see a line it to looks, turn over. It looks a little squirrely if you get out of line. Yes, well, he sees a lane to turn around, and he tells Matt he's going to take it and get him. At this point, Brian's sitting in the back seat goes, I have a joint. You can't turn around. It's going to look suspect. I tell Matt what's going on, and he responds, You fucking left me in Canada. I'm going to kill you, you piece of fuck. <laughs> piece of fuck that's great at this point i'm nearly at the to the border agent i tell her my name and that i'm from america and she lets me across we pull over shortly after getting away from the border crossing and call matt he had reached out to the other car guys we were with and they turned around to get him meanwhile brian busts out the joint again (laughs) oh it looks like everything's smooth sailing now And we start cruising back to the homestead. Well, unbeknownst to me, probably the Labats and weed. We were going a little faster than the posted speed limit. What are you doing? Why are you smoking weed and, and drunk driving over the speed limit? It's, wild. it's around 2 a.m. by this time. We get lit up by the red and blues. I'm thinking I'm totally fucked for the rest of my life, and not to mention we have weed in the car. Yes, weed is very illegal then. The cop turns out to be a lady daddy and her partner's a dude. She takes us all out of the car, searches us, questions us, and they find the weed. Oh, Brooks, this weed in the car and the police before weed was legal, you would just, your whole brain would just melt down. Yeah, we would like hide weed in our apartment in case our, in our brains were like, the we cops might came get raided. In. What if like our house got broken into and the cops come and have to like investigate and they find the weed and then I go to jail forever? Yeah, no, nothing scarier than weed. Now you just fucking, now you just fucking smoke dope outside like it's a cigarette. You get looked at less with less of a stink eye for smoking weed in front of a bar than you do for a cigarette at this point. Well, well at least in by, Los Angeles. No, a thousand percent, yes. At this point, I'm assuming I'm fucked and trying to come up with ways to explain the bail call I'm going to need to make to my mom. He was going to lose his Dreamcast and N64, Brooks. No, I lost him because I couldn't tell my parents. My, my, par- my parents said if I got uh, drinking underage again, they were going to pull me out because <laughs> I'd already gotten a drinking underage. They were like, if this happens again, you're, we're going to pull you out of the University of Iowa where you're getting a biomedical engineering degree and you're going to have to go to Northeast Iowa Community College. You're done, stinko. They were like, they were like, hey, if you get caught drinking again, we're going to ruin your life. Oh, God. Uh, so I had to keep it. I had to keep it secret. I don't think I, my parents like know now based on podcasts, but it was a it was took probably 10 to 15, 10 to 12 <laughs> years. But yeah, if I got caught like I was in jail being like, well, I have to, they're going to pull me out of my college. My parents would threaten to send me to uh, the local Saginaw Junior College and take me out of Michigan State for uh, bad behavior in the summers. And then I just I'd be like, look. 
neither of us want me living at home. Yeah. Also, like, <laughs> oh, so this is kind of an empty threat. Uh, yeah. No. He, uh, but it was scary. I just remember my dad being like, "It's against the law." Because I was drinking. Uh-huh. I got a. Pos- I was drinking at twenty years old. I'm a sophomore in college, and I got a possession of alcohol. My dad's Unreal. like, "That's against the law." I'm so like, stupid. "You're nuts." Drink when you're twenty at a sophomore in college. Yeah. It's it, totally fine. It's a thousand percent acceptable. The cops tell us to follow them to the station in my car. Weird, but okay. <laughs> So so we follow them to the station, which is completely empty. They fingerprint us, take our pictures, take the weed, and then tell us we're free to go. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, I'm still drunk. We get to my car in the parking lot, drive home, not knowing what the fuck entirely just happened. The only assumption we have been able to draw is the cops kept the weed for themselves and had a good rest of the night like super troopers. Matt made it home safely. I didn't get arrested, and we all lived to make it to the studio again the following weekend. Really looking forward to the weekend, What you guys. happened to their buddy they left? He got into the other oh, car. They, oh, they got him. See, they, they, they didn't pull over and go back and get Matt. They just took off for home, oh, but the they looked did. all fucking suspect because they're all yeah. buzzed up and had their weed out. Doing their speed? Yep. And uh, then Matt, I guess, got home, but they went back next weekend, which is exactly what you should do. Got to get back on the horse. One more, Brooks, and it's from a fan favorite, uh, Big Chris. It's Big Chris's Corner, Brooks. Big Chris is my favorite. I, I, you know what? I'm going to give him a follow right now on Instagram. Sure. I find myself on Big Chris's page a lot. Yeah. Because I love it. Um, Why would uh, you not? And then you can, you can give us the handle. It's, it's, it's got some sort of under. Is it Big Chris? I don't remember. It's like oh, Chris Espirito. Chris Espirito. I'm going to go to your, I'm going to go to Power Moves Podcast, and then I'm going to give Big Chris that that, that Big Chris follow. Um, yeah. Okay. So it is Chris, C-H-R-I-S, S-P-I-R-T-O. S-P-I-R-T-O. Boom. Following Big Chris. My life's just got a lot better. There you go. He's a, he is a sunshiny dude. Yeah. If you're a good, if you're a great daddy, you're getting that follow. Get that follow. Because if you live an interesting daddy life and you're, I can't wait to hear Big Chris's story. Here we First go. Of all, I'm excited. This is like a new Star Wars for me. <laughs> a new Star Wars where I haven't seen the trailer. You know, I I'm just, not even going to, here's the thing, Brooks. I'm not even going to tell you the title of the story can't so wait. that it's just, just I'm so gonna it's sit organic. Back, I'm going to take in all that is a Big Chris life story and I'm going to enjoy it. Growing up, I had a Hand few handful of favorite movies as a kid. Oh, I cannot wait! Goonies, Karate Kid, yes. and Ferris Bueller's yes. Day Off immediately yes. come to mind. Amazing. Like Ferris, I skipped school a lot as a kid and always got away with it because I was a polite kid who got good grades and had fantastic excuses for missing classes. That's the thing. You get good grades, you do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, you can turn your parents on your teachers before they can, you know, before that. You that was always that, my game. That parent-teacher conference, like, she just doesn't like me. Yeah, look at my grades. What do you want from she me? She doesn't like me. I play sports. I got good grades. I, 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 what I, do you want? I opened up the window. Yep. I, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to have fun. I yep. realized as an adult that calling off from work when I really wasn't sick was no different than I would when I would skip class as a kid. I needed great, believable excuses that couldn't be questioned. I've gone to extraordinary means over the years to get out of work. For starters, if you know me, you know I'm into cosplay and attending Comic-Con conventions. Oh, we're aware. I've painted my face up like members of Kiss, The Joker, various wrestlers, and others over the years. A few times to get off from work, I would use red and white makeup around my eyes to doctor it up and look like I had pink eye. Oh, my God. 
That's like when I when I would go to the nurse in school, I would splash water on my face. Uh huh. Look then, all cold and, and then clammy. like hold my breath a lot. Yeah, because in my head I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll look pale. Well, it's like when I smoked that lace joint and then took a brush and scraped my neck up so I didn't <laughs> have to go into the Thai restaurant. <laughs> I'd show up for work wearing my sunglasses and ask to speak to my boss, then say something like, "I wanted you to know I feel fine and can stay and work, but saw my doctor this morning and I've contacted Pink Eye." Then I'd lower my sunglasses Contract. slowly. To, to slow show my eye I was told it was highly contagious But I feel fine So I'll leave it up to you If you want me to stay at work <laughs> Never once did a boss say No, no, no Not say no, no, no you go, you go home That's a smooth move The sunglass reveal I like that Because you're not going to see clearly what, what the eye makeup that's going on Oh my god In my early 20s I was legit sick And had to go to the hospital For inflammation of the tissue around my brain <laughs> Oh, Big Chris. Oh, Big Chris. Oh, no. Oh, shit. I even had to have a spinal tap to rule out meningitis. Yeah, I got spinal meningitis in college. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was bad. I saved my medical records. Here, here's a quick. I, I got spinal meningitis in college, but it was right after my 22nd birthday, uh -huh. and I thought I was just hung over for 10 days. Oh, no. And then I w finally went to the hospital, and they were like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, I was like in the like ICU for like two days. I remember in like 96, uh, I had to go like the big gymnasium in at Michigan State and everyone got shots for it because yeah. it was such a fucking outbreak and it sounded so scary that even though I was really irresponsible about medical shit like yeah. that I went right away like yeah I don't want this oh, it, was, it was bad I saved my medical records from this hospital trip and scanned them to my computer. <laughs> I whited out the dates and used these records on two occasions to get a week off from work at two different jobs simply by redating my medical records. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have a swelling on the brain. <laughs> Can't come in today. My Sorry. brother's... His like uh, his 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 thing to me was like if you ever want to get out of something, just tell him your girlfriend's pregnant and you don't know what to do and you got to take care. <laughs> of he's like he's like that's a no questions asked. Yeah, they'll never ask another question. It'll yeah. just when it goes away, it's like yeah, we don't want to know why that baby mm -hmm. isn't there anymore. Yeah. I would go to the gym each morning, then swing by the local hospital. I'd go into the ER and I'd use the phone in the waiting room as I knew it would show on the caller ID on the other end as Venice Regional Community Hospital. What? He would call in sick from the hospital, from the ER, from, but, the, from the payphone. But, but he'd already worked out? Yeah. So he's not even hung over? No, he just wants to hang. <laughs> Chris, he you're a psychopath. Each day I would tell my boss I'm in the hospital and give him a quick update on my condition, then leave and go have a fun day. Oh, big Chris. In uh, my early 30s, one time I was getting an oil change at Tire Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> Tire Kingdom? Well, we know big Chris lives in Florida. Correct. And as my uh, car was on the lift, I decided to take a few pictures as maybe I could use these uh, one day to get a, to get out of work. Oh my God! Big Chris is a madman. He's <laughs> like the Joker. Big Chris, you fucking. He's just... taking just in case pictures of a broken car you're for using, later. You're using anything bad, and you're like, well, I could save this for later. At this time in my life, I was. He's turning on negative into positive. At this time in my life, I was working as a college admissions counselor about seventy five minutes from home on the highway. My boss at the time was a nut who would show up. I like that. He's a nut who would show up at work <laughs> sick as a dog and expected the same from all of us. One day I didn't want to go into work, so I pulled over on the highway. 
in the breakdown lane, got out of my car and took a few pictures of my car and texted them to my boss saying, broke down on 75 and had to call a tow truck. Big Chris, send one of these stories over to entry level with Brooks Whelan at gmail.com. <laughs> I have extras. This is amazing. My boss concerned uh, told me to be safe and get there when I could. <laughs> you're, oh boy, hope you're okay. Yeah. I headed home and went to the gym and after about an hour, texted her the pics of my car on the lift at Tire Kingdom <laughs> from when I was getting an oil change and said... Car's at the shop now. I could probably won't be in until later this afternoon. To, to which she replied, don't worry about coming in. Just take care of your car. Prior to faking pink eye meningitis and my car breaking down, my ultimate excuse to get off work was only uh, was used only once. That was, uh, I shit my pants. Yeah, I would say that. Here we go, Brooks. This is literally one of my jokes. We've gotten to it. This the year is 2001 and I graduated from college unable to find a full-time teaching job I found myself working at a department store called Birdine's which later became Macy's yeah our uh, Hudson's became Macy's I worked in the suit department selling men's suits and men's shoes I hated my job and the only thing that made it tolerable was there was a sunglass hut kiosk in the store and the guy who ran it Dave was my age and super cool Big Chris. Also, Big Chris, are you aware that I have a podcast that I interviewed Dolph Ziegler on? Possibly. Two-time WWE champion. You got a crush on Big Chris. I, but I'm just saying, Don't are you aware that I that I, you're a pro wrestling fanatic? I have, I got a cheap champ on my podcast there was Give a, a listen there was an old guy named cliff who worked with me in the suit department and cliff hated me oh boy <laughs> crabby suit department guys in men's stores are fucking uh the ultimate in crabby that's like al bundy shit prior to my start to, prior to my starting cliff could just casually stand around and get all of the sales because it was a commission job once I started, this old guy had to keep up with a young 20-year-old who was aggressively running the floor trying to make as many sales as possible. Cliff had it out for me and watched me like a hawk. The mall I worked in had a few restaurants, and one of those restaurants had a bar. Dave and myself would sneak away for an hour here and there and go drink at the bar. One day, we were walking back into the store via the employee entrance, and Cliff was waiting on me. Cliff asked, and where have you been? To which I replied without hesitation, uh, I thought I messed my pants. <laughs> my stomach has been awful today. I was in the restroom. Cliff jumped back in a Heisman Trophy pose. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Cliff jumped back in a Heisman Trophy pose as if he was stiff-arming himself away from me and responded, Whoa, too much information. <laughs> I don't want to know about that. <laughs> I realized in that moment, poo talk is an absolute conversation stopper in the workplace. This is Dad Boner 101. Dad Boner 101 says, if you say if you call into work with diarrhea, no one wants to ask about it, and you'll completely get away scot-free. So it's 2004, and I'm now working at another company. This business is like a Sears, but on a mom-and-pop level. It was fairly a big store that sold some home goods, like appliances, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a beautiful, sunny Florida summer day, and my friends wanted me to call off so we could hang out in the pool and play Xbox. <laughs> Sounds great. Also, you're well and you're well out of college at this point. Mm -hmm. I wasn't showing any signs of being sick the day before when I worked, and the weather was so nice out. I knew if I called in sick, my boss would call bullshit on me. So I needed a good excuse. 
I showered and uh, got dressed for work and drove myself into work knowing full well what I was going to do. I arrived at work and complained a few times out loud about how my stomach didn't feel too well today. After an hour of working, I left the sales floor and went to the bathroom. I stayed in the restroom for about 10 minutes. Then when I emerged, I walked directly to my boss's office. My boss's name was Marshall, and he was sitting behind the desk when I walked in and asked, What's up? I proceeded to walk over to Marshall and kneel down by the side of his chair. I put my hand on his arm like my grandma used to when she really wanted to capture my attention and make sure I was listening to her. I pretended to look left and right as if checking to make sure no one was around, and then I looked directly at Marshall and said in the lowest, meekest whisper possible, Marshall, I'm so embarrassed, but my stomach's not right today, and I just shit my pants. (laughs) Marshall pushed away from me from his desk, putting a solid two or three feet between us, and said, you need to go home and take care of yourself. I replied, I'm so embarrassed. I just don't feel right. Do you want me to change and come back? (laughs) This was a ballsy move as he could have just said yes, but he responded by saying, no, we have plenty of coverage today. Just uh, go home, clean up and rest. I I won't tell anyone. I'll say there was a family emergency if anyone asks. So uh, get out of here. I thanked Marshall and left for the day. For all I know, Marshall told everyone the second that I left that I shit my pants, but I couldn't care less. Big Chris. Fantastic work by Chris. I mean, you had like five different insane. It goes in and out. It goes in and out. It's a lot of fun. My friend uh, told uh, her work that she sprained her ankle and couldn't go in. Uh She was just hung over and then she had to wear an ankle brace for a month. Right. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's perfect. It's insane. I was like, why didn't you just say family emergency? Right. Family emergency is a way out of everything. Or family emergency. Yeah, but you don't want you don't. I'm afraid of bad karma, though. What about my girlfriend's pregnant and we got it and I got it and then we're, we got to talk about it or bad, something like again, bad karma. Then what if uh, that really happens? Just go I with the shit my pants then. Yeah. Yeah. And then if I really shit my pants, I've already been embarrassed for shitting my pants yeah. and you can't get any worse than that. It's all, it's all good. Five uh, star reviews, everybody. I appreciate that shit. Check out the new merch in the store. You're going to dig it, especially for the lady daddies. It's a whole line of stuff. Uh, a couple dynamite new tees for uh, the unisex. And uh, it's a new t-shirt for the lady daddies. Real nice, soft materials. You're going to enjoy it. And uh, please continue to support on the Patreon. Going to have a lot of goodies going on over there. A lot of new content. I'm going to start doing the, the uh, written chapters, uh, short stories of my own uh, personal debauchery. Wait, did you finish the whole book? No, we're close. I'm going to record another one today. We're okay. on chapter 14. Very exciting. I mean, they had to, I, mean I, I can only do so much, Brooks, so those aren't coming out as... As quickly, but you're still getting the After Dark episodes, which are like full episodes now. So I yeah, feel yeah, bad. yeah. If you if you listen to the previous After Dark episode, me and Mike got into a fight. Oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's we were, great. We actually got mad at each other. I thought about I thought about what. Oh, you know what I I compared it to was uh, uh, yeah, the After Dark episode. We get in an actual fight. Yeah, I told Gabs that she was like, "How was it?" I was like, "Burns is asking too much." So we got in a fight, 
and you're uh, all antsy and you got to leave and you're well, like, you, and and you're so, can't sit still. You got to go to audition. But, right. But then she's like, oh, are you guys still fighting? I go, absolutely not. No, we finished the fight within like one second. I was like, we lived together for three years. You don't really get in fights. You're just like, don't be a dick. And the other person's like, all right. Sorry. Also, it was a real fight. But I think when it's a real fight on the show, the show stops. and You're like, all right, that was pretty good content. Yeah. That was, yeah we were, you were, you, we got, st- I was mad at you and you were mad at me. It was a, it was a genuine. What I compared it to was in Reservoir Dogs where. Where uh, Mr. White and uh, and uh, Mr. Uh, Blonde get into a fight, and uh, they uh, afterwards they're like, "Wow, that was exciting! My yeah. heart's really going." Yeah, I was mad at you. It's like that was. I was like that. I was steamed. They're, both, I they're, almost, both, they're not fighting anymore. They're just like, "Wow, that was." That was really, that really got me going. I almost, yeah, I was like, almost like, fuck you. I'm not doing this podcast I had to make you stay. Yeah, yeah. I had to talk you back into staying and reading your script. So, so yeah, so listen to the After Dark episode. Uh, If you want to subscribe to Patreon, if you want to hear me and Burns actually get into a literal fight. That's the stuff that you're missing out on the After Dark. We try to make a polished show. For the for the regular flagship and the females a little looser, but the after dark t- takes other dark turns. Well, I got mad. I was like, "This is not what after dark used to be." <laughs> I know you used to let me do pushups and setups because you haven't done one in a while. All right. Well, yeah. Subscribe to Patreon and, and uh, come see me in Austin, Texas. That's uh, that's all I have to say. Can't can't beat it, man. Austin, Texas. You're a lucky man to get to go there, and you'd be a lucky person to get to go see Brooks. That's been it. If you want to send in a story or anything else, advice, questions, whatever the fuck you want, send it to powermoveswithmikeburns at gmail.com. Bless you, daddies.